Coming to you from the studios that are sick and tired of hearing about Tommy moisturizing his fucking face and beard. It's the Sons of Honarchy podcast with your co-host. Your original co-hosts are back in action. It's your man Steve-O, who's always here. That's at Drunk Shy Sox fan on Twitter. And Hot Take Tommy. That's right. I'm back from vacation. And uh, I really thought you were going to drop that, Steve, about the moisturizing of the face. However, comma, uh, I did bring it up right before we went live. <laughs> so uh, anyway, we got a lot of White Sox stuff to talk about today. We got, you know... Um, well, Tony, uh, we got, well, you know, well, uh, Tony again, um, and then some mistresses. That's about, that's about all we have to talk about here. All this brought to you by, hey, just us. So uh, It's just us, so make sure you rate, subscribe, review to the podcast. We appreciate all of you that give us your love and support on a weekly basis. Don't forget, we now go live on YouTube every single week, even the weeks when we are very ill-prepared, like this week when we're drinking Miller <laughs> High Life and, and Miller Light and being corporate as fuck corporate beer um, exactly corporate beer for corporate fans here uh, because mm-hmm. you know it, is the curse of the goose real time i want to i want to hear your thoughts on that do you think oh. that's a real thing right now dude we've known it's been real since like you know april my guy it's it's never been not real like as soon as they they decided to take that goose out everything went downhill everything bro you know it's, it's you you know it's true it's it just doesn't have the same the whole ballpark doesn't have the same vibe Opponents at guaranteed rate are out slugging the White Sox. It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable. And it's the goose. It's the lack of the goose that does it, I believe. Yep. There's there's no guardian looking over the stadium helping us hit long dongs, you know. So extremely upsetting. Our guy, Shane Spag. Lucky Spag, my guy, in the chat. Thank you very much for joining us. A regular. So, Tom. Why haven't you been with us two out of the last three weeks to record this <laughs> lovely podcast that we do on a regular basis? Well, since the White Sox have been on a uh, kind of a losing stretch, I just decided to take vacation. Um, no, these are pre-planned vacations. I I did uh, a wedding and then, you know, decided to make kind of a vacation out of it since I was in Mexico. And then I did a wedding in California and decided to make a vacation out of it in California. So I did two like 10 days or 11 day extended vacations, like with only a week and a half in the middle. So I really like, I forgot what working is like, cause also I'm not working this week either. Uh, we so, get it. You're a well-traveled man and you're unemployed. Yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. Keep it up. Way nah. to be a productive <laughs> member of this society right now. You're the reason why gas prices are going up, Tommy. Screw yeah, it's you. I, it's because I don't have a job. That's why you're not working. Expensive. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> I, uh, I actually got an email from my new employer. So the the taskmasters are are on me yet again. Uh, there's no way to escape it, folks. Just uh, get out there in the capitalist society and uh, work till you die. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> Life's a bitch, then you die. Yeah, you coming know, from the guy at best. <laughs> Yeah, even though I've had like three weeks of vacation in the last four weeks, I'm uh, I'm upset about working. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> no, it'll be good to be productive again at some point in the near future. Um, I, I, all I've done is like mop the floors and then like make dinner. Uh, it's like been my. So it's life. basically like when you were working at Lou Malnati's. It is. It's the same shit. It is the same shit. Making dinner and mopping floors, baby. <laughs> Welcome to the good life. You're damn right. Yeah, damn about right. just as well too, right? 
That's true. That's true. Sorry, I had, had to just, go there. Just my wife. My had wife. Had to go there. Paying the bills. Exactly. Well, it, it's good to be rejoined by you. It was a pleasure to be joined by Better Baseball Minds in Carrie well, and Alex, but <laughs> especially Alex. But um, fair, it, it was uh, it was fun to have them. But you were dearly missed, my friend. So let's get back into it because Tommy, what are we? We are a White Sox baseball podcast, and you we know we are it. a White Sox baseball podcast. And this team, as you can see, oh, wrong corner. This guy, oh, Hasbula, right Hasbula is still with me uh, because <laughs> this team sucks right now. They are not. I, I, I really, I'll put it to you this way, Steve. I, I left on these vacations, and I, I thought for damn sure that Hezbollah would be gone by the time he got back. I was like convinced that my absence would be enough to spur this team on to some kind of run here. But you know what? Fuck it. The, the fucking Braves won 12 in a row instead. Like who gives a shit? But here we are. And I know where you were going. You were about to say what we've been all thinking, and that's fire Tony. Fire Tony. You know what, Tommy? Here's the thing. I got to ask you this. Can you even blame Tony anymore? Are you still pointing all of the blame at Tony LaRusa? You can't do all of it on him. You can't do all of it. You can do some of it and you you should do some of it. You know, it's like it's one of those things when you when your team's below when your team has as much talent as the White Sox do allegedly and are struggling as much as they are in the standings factually. There there can't be just one problem. You know, and the management, the management is definitely one of the problems, but there's like problems up and down the lineup and obviously injuries. You know, I'm not going to be like Steve Stone and say like, you know, reinforcements are coming. So don't worry. We're going to go on a 12 game win streak, just like those Braves. I'm not going to say that because um, I don't think that's true, but I mean, you got to start somewhere. And if you want to take care of one of the problems, then you should damn well do it. Because you take care of one, then maybe you take care of another one. You take care of another one. Maybe maybe you release uh, Josh Harrison after this. You know, let's just uh, start with one thing at a time, though. Right. I I just cannot believe. And uh, here's the thing. I'll start from the top down. Jerry spent the money. Okay. Jerry's money has been spent. I cannot. In years past, I always went after Jerry Reinsdorf. And I said, this cheap MF won't spend the money. He mm-hmm. constructs these shitty-ass teams. Of course, we're going to suck when we're 19th in payroll and we have the development system that we do. And right. we have a ter- you know terrible minor league system in comparison to the rest of the league in regard to talent. Like, j- just left and right. I wanted to point the blame at, at Jerry because that's where the buck starts, right? Okay, pass it down to Kenny Williams. Kenny Williams is just that mouthpiece, right? Here, Here's the thing. And and. Sp- bag hit the the nail right on the head here the money was spent wrong and i really want to rag on tony for the bullpen and and his usage of the bullpen in particular because over the last week it's been absolutely atrocious the usage of bennett souza over and over again get him out again in situations that are putting you either in losing situations or in situations that are way too close, like last night against Detroit. Yeah. Um, it, it's just incredible to me that Tony LaRusa is willing to go to guys that just absolutely suck. The problem is you cannot go out. You could not in the offseason go out and spend more money on a left-handed reliever. You cannot go and try and 
trade early for a left-handed reliever or take a chance on somebody else other than what's in your minor league system. By the way, bring up Hunter Schriever, by the way. This guy's absolutely killing it down in AAA, and we've got Bennett Souza who shit the bed. Um, he finally <laughs> he did finally get uh, sent down today. He got optioned. Yes, but, he did. But good fucking Lord, Rick Hahn. You spent all this money on, of course, Liam Hendricks a couple years ago. Arm strength. Then, then, yeah, and we'll get there in a second. Kendall Graveman and Joe Kelly. You know how volatile bullpen pieces are. There's a reason why good teams do not spend so much goddamn money on their bullpen. And right. Rick Hahn said, fuck it. Let's just do it anyway. Let's do something that no yeah. one else has done before and for good reason. You know what? In, here, in Han, we trust. I can't. Oh, hold on, Steve. Hold on. Before you, you know, he is Teflon Rick for a reason, and I'll, and I'll give him some ammunition right here. I, you said it yourself. You know, good teams don't spend money on bullpens because they've got this great development and stuff, and you can expect one or two guys to break through in a given year. And it's volatile, so it doesn't make sense to spend big money on guys that are potentially going to be bad anyway. Now, the White Sox aren't one of those teams that has a good development system with arms that are just waiting to break out. You know, we don't have that luxury. And that is, you know, an assessment that I think Khan made and said, okay, fuck it. We got to spend here. We got to spend here. And he, he did the due diligence of like setting up the core and like, you know, making sure that these guys are signed to team friendly extensions, blah, 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 which freed up money to do this shit in the bullpen. But I now look, I'm not saying that it was necessarily the perfect way of going about things, but I think it was the way he went about it for the fact that we don't have arms waiting to jump up and fill these holes. We just don't. And Fuck it, man. I mean, like, if you're going to spend all of your money on fucking Joe Kelly and and Kendall Graveman and fucking Liam Hendricks, yeah. like, it kind of sucks because then, you know, one guy goes down, next guy goes down, and they're exactly. kind of, like, not hit, like, hitting their spots as if you're Joe Kelly. And, like, Kelly didn't start the year, then he was down, now he's yeah, you signed up, him but now Liam's when he back was down. injured. Yeah, and it it like, but but again, hear me out. What up, Alex? Hear me out. I I can't quite fault him for it. Like, I if we're gonna we're, we're gonna argue about money not being spent in the right spots, you know, hey, we we don't we have a fucking hole in right field still. Hey, we have a fucking hole at second base. Second still. base. Yep. Like because that money was spent on all these fucking bullpen pieces. But I mean, the but, White Sox aren't gonna be on the Dodgers and Yankees level. Okay. <laughs> And no, it's not a fucking Deshaun Watson jersey. It's a fucking Malort jersey. Kiss my ass, Alex. <laughs> Jesus. Unbelievable. So Unbelievable. Yeah, that's that's my my bone to pick. If there's a bone to pick. Mm. I got a bone to pick. It's right there. With 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 it's not even with Jerry. It's not with Kenny anymore. It's with our guy, and I never thought I'd say this, Rick fucking Han. And and the Tony has no other option, I guess, to use Bennett Sousa, even though he shouldn't yeah, have used him that true. much to begin with. He shouldn't have used him that much to begin with. Uh, he, good he Lord. Ran, Thank God Bennett Sousa's back down. Ground. 
he ran him into the ground so that as soon as they were he was sent down to AAA, he was like, "Well, I used the fuck out of him, so now everybody else is fresh." Which, like, I don't know, maybe try to win some games, Tony, but I kind of get that logic too, you know? Like, and I, wow, I sound corporate as fuck, but let's I go there. Do you want to go I, with the Tony thing too? Because oh man, you got a bone to pick with him, Tom? Well, look, like I am ready to fucking fire the guy. I'm ready to fucking fire the guy. I, and and oh my god, dude, I didn't even tell you this, Steve. I turned on High Heat, the uh, MLB show today, because yeah, again, I'm unemployed, Russo, so I got nothing right? else to fuck. Yeah, it's in the middle of the day. This New York guy is fucking screaming about shit all the time. And he's like, he, do you think that Tony La Russa, really, Tony La Russa forgot how to manage a bullpen? You think that? Yeah. And he's like going off. He's like, yeah, I like, can I interject? Because yes, I do believe he forgot how to fucking manage a bullpen. Look at, like, look at what he's doing. He's literally, anyway, but I, I and I see where the logic is to use guys that are, going to be sent down to the minors because you're you're kind of thin on depth right now but if you're trying to win fucking games like use liam and I, I guess i guess now we look back at that 10th inning game where that 10 inning game where we didn't use liam Hendricks, and it's like why the fuck wasn't he available why didn't you use him i guess he was on like kind of like dealing with the strain but then if that was the case if he wasn't available then why wasn't he on the ir then yeah he should now on the IL. Yeah. IL, sorry. Percent. But you're right. You're absolutely correct. And this now is the first stretch time further in. Like you have to back keep to him the on front the office, back to the front office, because it's not, it's not Tony who puts guys on the IL. It's the front office. Where the fuck? This isn't the first time this has happened this year either. In regard to guys that should be on the IL immediately. If you know, they're going to be on for at least 15 days. Yep. They're always playing guys down constantly yep give a guy like hunter shriever a chance as i've been mentioning right give fuck it at that point like when tim anderson got hurt and you knew he was going to be hurt for a while this is crazy and i've i don't think he's actually going to be that good on the major league level why not give yolbert sanchez a chance and shut people up so i don't have to hear about it on twitter Okay. Right, because <laughs> that's a silly reason to bring somebody up, Steve, just so that you don't have to hear about it on Twitter. Anymore. Or you're it's mean. Now it's not like, oh, you're mean, right? Waivers, though, Steve. That's a that's a big thing. People yeah. might be waiting in the wings for him. He is somebody that the San Francisco Giants are going to turn into the next Barry Bonds. You watch, you just got it immediately. <laughs> Fucking Luis Gonzalez is still tearing it off, tearing the cover off the ball. Luis Gonzalez for the Giants. Go, I'm go so Luis excited to go line. there. I'm so excited to go there in the beginning of July and just watch him rake against our team, right? That's oh exactly God. what's going to happen because oh that's so fucking White Sox, right? Um, uh, you know what? I, I really didn't even get a chance to recap this homestand that the White Sox just went through, right? Um, so, you know what? Before that, Tommy... You you got anything that you need to say about the White Sox and, and, and bones to pick and frustration before I, I, I do this recap? Uh, I mean, the only thing that I'm annoyed about is the scheduling because they obviously weren't thinking about me and how I was going to be in California when they were at home. And now I'm back here with nothing to fucking do and they're not at home. So I'm kind of annoyed about that. Honestly, uh, get your shit together. I like this. We're talking about the, the them not taking care of the fans because the lines are long at the games. They're not taking care of the fans because they're not in town when I'm in town. So think about of that. Course. They need to think about you, Tommy, the guy who comes out for two games a year. 
Well, I'd come out for three or four if uh, if they were in town. You know what I'm saying? I guess so. I guess so. So you know when we re when we, I'm just brushing you off right now. You At this should. point, we got to recap this this past homestand, um, where the White Sox started off strong, getting a four nothing win against the Dodgers, and it looked like all was right in the world after they took that was their third straight win. But then two straight losses because oh. well, uh, well they they didn't look good on Wednesday, and then Thursday was the eleven to nine game where Tony Larusa decided to. Just fuck around. Believe that it was a good idea to pitch around a Trey Turner, a warm Trey Turner, hot, I'll call him hot, hot Trey Turner with a one-two count on him. Who was down 0-2 to start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, the league average on two strikes is pretty, is pretty, it drops. He, I, I'm not a bad, I'm not a batting average guy, but I know his, his one-two <laughs> count. This year, Trey Turner's was under 200. So, there you have it. I mean, like, even if it's Bennett fucking suits, like, whatever. Uh, I'm so frustrated about that. They won yeah. on Friday when I was home and obviously not at the game. Um, the one game I don't go to that weekend series against Texas. Another nice blown bullpen job. Uh, in the sixth and the seventh inning, and then eventually in the tenth uh, on Saturday, and then Sunday was a nice, fun extra innings blowing by the bullpen. <laughs> um, because you know, yeah. Tom, do you want? Should I go there now? Do it, man. There's a song that's going to go along with this, Tom. Are you ready for this? I said I heard Tim got a main chick, a mistress, and some hoes. The socks are really no good, and everybody knows. My homeboys try to warn me. They try to let me know. The 2022 socks, they really fucking blow. But you know why? I can't get enough. Can't get enough. I need that. I can't get enough. Can't get enough. I need that. I can't get enough of what they got. (laughs) All right, I'm done. There you go. <laughs> Steve, Steve, that's terrible. That's terrible. New hit single, baby. Wait for New the Sons single. of Honarchy uh, music video coming out, right? The oh one that we've God. been talking about for three years. For three years. Uh, so, Tim, you know, um, as well, oh. in the notes, as well as Kopech, you know, uh, <laughs> as well as Yoan, as well as Steve Stone, the, these all, the, all these guys got you know something else going on, and it, it's just uh, I think it, it's it's an important thing to point out that you know while all these guys are kind of seem to be dating on the side of their main relationships, I'll say, um, <laughs> you know we talk about we talk about these guys in glowing terms on a daily basis. It, it would be unfair to not point out that they're doing some shady shit on the side, right? Like you got to play it both ways, I guess, if, if you want to put it that way, but not a good look. Tom, good is look. this team's, I'm going to go there. You can't measure this. Is the team's head in the right place right now? I look like, I don't think this is this is a management thing. Like, can can the manager have them circle around and and put their head back on baseball 
again. And, and again, like you can't measure it. You can't measure it. They could be hyper-focused on this, on baseball to the point that like, that's why there's issues in their personal life. You know, like that's, that's, you know, the root cause or whatever. You, you don't know. You don't know. Um, but it is not a good look. You know, it, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, there's enough bad press already about how this team's stinking up the fucking field. So we really don't need Tim and Kopech having babies on the side. And yeah. He, okay. By the way, Yon Mankata, what's going on with him? You so put him let down me, here. Let's, Can uh, you explain? Let's let's put this all into into perspective for those who may not be on White Sox Twitter and still listen to this podcast, which is a f- a few people. Okay, Tim Anderson. Okay, some baby mama drama has popped up. Uh, he had a, a a picture of him posted uh, by a female who is who is pregnant and. Uh, she posted a picture of him in a car seat next to him, um, and it said "baby daddy" uh, or "baby's daddy" or something like that with a heart next to it. Uh, so there has been no, you know, no, this is not true, yada yada. That's come out from either him or, or confirmation or, of, or yeah, true, but or Bria, uh, yeah, and, and Tim has also deleted his Instagram in the process. Uh, where this was posted. Um, Kopech obviously had a kid uh, with another significant other. Him and Vanessa are divorced, uh, so that they are no, they were no longer a thing when that was a thing. Um, Yoan, uh, he's just he's he's room room. It's not rumored. I mean, he goes out, he parties a ton, and then yeah. he also is infamous for sliding into DMs. Um, if you want verification, just ask good old friend Allie White Sox. Uh, he's already done it twice this year, I think. Oh my god. Um, and Steve Stone has a a female who is uh, I'm just gonna call her a model in Vegas. Um, it's basically all but confirmed. Uh her Twitter at, if you're curious, uh is at Linda Party of Eight. Um, I don't know what that means. It's also a little bit concerning when I think about Steve Stone in his old age and catching something that he probably should not catch. Oh my God, Steve. Um, Steve, the so, speculation has gone wild. So Steve Stone follows point. like 28 people on Twitter. He only follows like 28 accounts. Like there's like very few player accounts he even follows, but and he does two follow. Of them are, two of them are us. <laughs> but he does follow at Linda Party of Eight. Um, and has <laughs> she's always like talking about him in glowing terms, like Steve's the best, Steve's amazing, and then a ton of those tweets got deleted recently. Um, so just saying, um, here's the thing it's not I even just that, like, it's not even the mistress all stuff. confirmed, and then this is the speculation that you're bringing. Anyway, oh, yeah, there I might be some speculation, I'm not ruining your point, continue. Continue. No, only the first two guys have spec or have uh, confirmed. Yeah, stuff because there's because you know children. <laughs> it's hard to carry. You know, yeah, it's hard to have a child and not. Yeah, um, Lance Lynn has his weight issue. God obviously. damn it! That's um, where you were going with this, Steve. You got. I'm going down the line. I'm going down the line. And then he's yelling at Joe that. McEwing in the dugout of, yes. at his first start when he's pitching like shit. So uh, obviously. 
you know, Joe McEwen had those outfielders too far in. That was a coaching decision. And then obviously this team had their minor league meltdown this year with uh, oh. Wes Helm and Omar Vizquel and, and, and that case and, and that uh, trial that's happening. So I got to say, I got to ask you, Tom, the team, like, is this going to be like 30 for 30? This is going to be a 30 <laughs> for 30 documentary, isn't it? About yeah. how the team had all the promise and all the talent in the world after making the playoffs back-to-back years, and then they shit the bed. Everything went off the rails. You know what? That's um. These would I'll put it to you this way: the all this shit would be center stage, or like definitely have its <laughs> time to shine on that thirty for thirty if it came to be. You know. Um, I, I, what I'm hoping for is a 30 for 30 about like a 20 game win streak that propels them into the playoffs. Um, and yeah, but dude, it, it's, it's genuinely not pretty. And I'll, I will say this as sad as it is, as sad as it is winning cures all ills. So if this, if this team just went off on a 10 game win streak right now, we would not be talking about you know, Wes Helms, we would not be talking about all these mistresses. We wouldn't be because shit like teams doing fine, which again, it's kind of fucked up that like we would like ignore all the shit that's going on underneath if they're winning, but it's true. So with that being said, if you're talking about 30 for 30 is being written about this team, I'm a corporate fan. (laughs) I got a feeling, Steve, that the 30 for 30 is going to be about the 20 game win streak that is coming up. We've got the weakest, the, the most weak ass remaining schedule that we could possibly dream up. I'm not saying, I'm not saying Steve, that this team is going to do well in the playoffs because I think they're not built for it. I will say though, that they are built to beat the central and I think they're going to do it, man. I, I know, I know it's a wild take. You know, we're sitting here. It's June 14th. The team's below 500. And I'm still saying that we're going to win the central. But so here's the thing. This team is built to be playoff ready, but they're built to be Kenny Williams playoff ready, which means what, Tom? Just, just stay healthy, everybody. Just stay healthy. If this team catches fire and they stay healthy throughout I don't know, mid-August through October and the obviously the beginning of November if the World Series extends that long and, and the White Sox somehow miraculously are there. I this, this team is built for that as they spent the money to do it. Yep. They are good when they are performing, right? If all of these guys get to performance level and they stay healthy and getting to performance level is another problem too, right? right. Because... Obviously, you have the Yon Mankata, and you've got the Yasmani Grandal and AJ Powell. Yeah. Even though a couple of those guys are warming up, I got to give it to Grandal. Yes, per, yes, Grandal was, pre-injury, mm-hmm. and Pollock has had, up. I think, five straight multi-hit games. Yeah, he's he's on it. He's on it right now. So yeah, I, I mean, never thought I'd say it, but he's on it. In the words of AJ Pollock's at bat song, "If you don't love me now, then you'll never love me again." Unbelievable. I still can't believe that the chain is his at bat song with it's the one like with the like cute. He got the, like the DJ drop on it now. It's really it's really funny. 
Um, but you want to talk about this remaining schedule. That's fine because you, you know, it's mixed throughout the rest of the month. You've got Detroit, Houston, Toronto, Baltimore, and then the angels. Okay. Yeah. Then, then you got, you know, obviously the angels and the giants are on the road. Okay. July, July, the teams you play Minnesota, Detroit, Cleveland, Minnesota, Cleveland, Colorado, Oakland. Okay. Bad, 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 bad. They have to. And here's the thing. You got to take advantage of catching up on games against Minnesota, right? You do. Tons of games against tons of games that are must win games against Minnesota. I'm going to say this. I'm not even I've been saying that the all star break, they have to be 500. I think I'm going to be as bold to say this. They need to be above 500 before the all star break. All star breaks later this year too. It's, yeah, that's not 19th. a super hot take. I mean, like I think you're damn. I think, I think you're they right. got to be at least three, four right. games above five hundred, and I think they've got to be within a few games, within three games of Minnesota uh, at the All Star break, if they want to make this thing happen, at least a division title. Because yeah, I mean August is week two. Kansas City, Texas, who you know, outside of the mismanaged bullpen. That's no, a series they could have swept uh, at home. Right. We um, could have. Kansas we City again. Not they could have. Yeah. <laughs> Kansas City again. Houston at home, which is a little bit tougher, right? Cleveland, Baltimore, Arizona, Kansas City again, right? It's weak. It's very weak. You are right. But I'm going to say that they need to start turning it around like now. Like, no, absolutely. Now. Absolutely. Um, I mean, we, we got a game against Detroit that's coming up right now in 15 minutes. First pitch is actually, I don't even know if it's a 15. I think it's like 10 minutes. They got to continue to win these games like they did last night. Just regardless of Bennett Souza getting pulled out, put, put out there and putting you in a situation where, holy shit, it's a one run game because Bennett Souza just pitched, right? Just go out there, do the yeah. damn thing and score some runs against bad teams. I think that's just it. And I, I, I'll, you want a hot take? Look, like buy your tickets for the end of the se- end of the season. You've got Minnesota in Chicago for the third, fourth, and fifth of October. Buy your tickets now. Like that series is going to matter. I swear to God. Like, I hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't matter that much. It shouldn't. It shouldn't. No, no, no. You're right. You're absolutely right. But dude, the storybook ending could be right there, man. The storybook ending to the season right before we get bounced in the ALDS, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it's gonna be lit, man. No, no. With the You'll extended playoffs, survive. the White Sox are gonna get some shitty ass sixth ranked team after they win the division, and that's still my take. I really do believe. I, I have not thrown money on it yet because I'm not that much of a believer. But you honestly, you might get the best odds of the season right now. Right. Well, I, you probably will. And yes, Spag, every, as he said in the comments right now, every game matters. I absolutely agree with that. And there's too many games that they've let slip through their fucking fingers. Can we year. go back to April and p- point at all the games that fucking Tony was punting? Uh, can you we know? go back to last week? Where yeah. literally you have a mismanaged game against the Dodgers, you have two mismanaged losses this weekend against Texas. I so many close games that have just slipped through their fingers that they yep. they have taken advantage. Like for example, when the offense takes advantage of poor fielding 
or when the hitting is finally on, when you're scoring nine runs twice, when you're scoring six mm-hmm. runs in a game, another game, and you can't take advantage of it. I mean, yeah, you deserve to lose, right? But yeah. take advantage of these freaking opportunities. It's almost like they don't. I hate to say this. It's almost like they're going out there and they don't want to win. And I know it's not, that's not the truth because every major league player goes out there. They want to perform their yeah. best. They want to win, but there's something about this team right now. That's just, and it's beyond lineup construction. It's beyond, you know, oh, mistakes. So you're zooming out. You're right? zooming out saying it's not just, it's not just that. Yeah, sure. Those play, those play a part, but right. think, you know, like with how much talent is on this team right now, think about all the guys that are not just underperforming that are performing at negative war or right. at zero war. They, uh, there was, uh, this morning on Mully and Haw, they were saying that this, the White Sox team has the most money in the major leagues tied up in negative war players. It's pretty Think good. about that. Pretty Think good. About that. that goes be and that goes beyond ownership, front office, managerial staff. That's down to the players too. It's a cancer all the way through. It's a cancer all the way through. Somebody do something. Cause honestly, Tom, when we talk doomsday clock, my <laughs> my arrow Wait. right now, I'm be honest right now, I'm at nine o'clock right let's now. Re- let's rebuild this team. Let's go. Oh, I'm not at rebuild, baby, but I'm at like, oh, I'm it's shitting my harsh. pants a little bit. Like the turtle head's starting to come out. I'm not gonna oh lie. Oh my god. <laughs> Look, we've got time. Like this the season is not. I mean, we we I say we've got time, but it's like, you know, kind of like we've got another week before we have to really turn up like <laughs> like if you don't turn it around no. now it's gotta turn up be now you got yeah. two more games against detroit right yeah and, yeah and exactly one sweep that's detroit, about to start sweep detroit and move on to the next thing um steve how do you how do you like uh dylan cease going to the mound um well obviously i i love dylan cease i put down a cy young bet on him uh, huh. for this year um i whether that's going to happen, I think I might have picked the wrong White Sox pitcher because uh, yeah. if Cope and that's the thing too, Kopech getting injured on Sunday was a Not terrible fun. look. Not fun I mean, at all. You woke up at one o'clock in the afternoon to turn on the game, and then all of a sudden, Kopech. Oh, injured. you put me on blast for that? Yeah, I, I am. woke up at one in the afternoon because I flew in like to Midway, and I live on the north side. I flew into Midway at two a.m. Didn't get our bags till three a.m., and I didn't get home till four a.m. I'm not even putting you on blast for sleeping in. I'm putting you on blast for turning on the TV. And then all of a sudden it's like, <laughs> oh, what did I just watch? Look, Kopech. Yeah. yeah, no, I know. That. And the are, other, are, the other are you Jordan that. Miller? Are you a murderer? Are, I, are, you, are you the next <laughs> murderer here? Like, are you Tupac's yeah, ruining, killer? Ruining killer? all of the White Sox chances by turning on the TV. No, it was, it was literally as soon as I turned the TV on the, like Kopech pulled up and was like, not able to throw it was like that the second i turned it on it was wild also raylo coming in oof got me got my nipples hard um but <laughs> and then he didn't leave him in they put in your guy quato i know what the fuck was that what I, was that yeah that was that was wild it's like oh johnny you're gonna pitch tomorrow wrong pitching today hope you're ready um he pitched you know fine fi- fine he kind of like gave up a couple runs that you know, he didn't come out. Come didn't out look great. 
didn't look. He could have been better. Yeah, he has been better most of the season. But then again, so, do you know how many times Johnny Cueto's been pulled out of the bullpen in his life outside of the other day on Sunday? What like I'm gonna I'm gonna venture a guess numbers under six one other time in his career and it was last <laughs> year it was last year the guy doesn't yeah he doesn't know how to do that like if you're gonna do if you're gonna do that do it with lance lynn who's like been a bullpen piece in the past at least so he would at least like be familiar with it no it's you know just, what jo just don't do it actually just let raylo go six innings just right yeah, he, and he went the day before and that was the problem too like Ray, the misman Mike again, mismanaging a bullpen. It's bad. It's just bad. It's just bad. It's led it was in a tough so many spot. Poor decisions. Wow. 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 Um, really quick before we before we wrap things up here, Steve. Yeah. Um, I need a moment to talk about the best first baseman that's ever been in this organization. I, Frank Thomas. Frank Thomas. No, uh, the second best first baseman ever to don the uniform. Paul Konerko? No, uh, Paul I'm kidding. Kinerko I'm kidding. Not correct. Not I'm correct. Kidding. Uh, Jose Abreu, man. He's been on one, Steve. And yes, I, he has. Honestly, you warmed honestly up. at his age, what is it? 34 years old, right? And you're saying, nope, 35. He's 35 years old, and you're saying he's probably 42. I'm saying he might be more like 33. We don't know. Actually, I think it's probably true. Um, yeah, Jose Abreu out here, like, just mashing right now. Coming off a two-home run game, and I couldn't be happier. Steve, the haters, the people that have been saying that his time is coming, I just... I'm relishing in their silence right now. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I can't wait. I can't wait for him to lead the league in RBIs and total bases again. I can't wait. Can't wait. Is that directed at me? Yes, Steve. I Look, I, I need you to know that I'm never going to listen to anything you have to say about Jose Abreu ever again. I was already like kind of putting you on mute, but now it's just like, I don't care if he's 50 years old, Steve. Sign the man. Extend him. Extend so you're gonna him extend him again. 40s. I I swear to God, Steve, I want him to be a White Sox until he's 40. League minimum. Bring him around. He I, I mean, he's not gonna sign for a league minimum next year. Until he's 40, Steve. So you, you kind of like taper it down. You extend the man right now, get him through his his year 39 season with an option for his 30 or his 40 year old season and have that, that league option be 40, 40, uh, uh, league minimum. There you go. So I'm telling you, Steve, this man needs to be a white Sox. If, for he's, the rest won't, of his life. if he's, he's going to be a white Sox. If he's willing to take a hometown discount next year, then let's Bruh, do it. What? He already did. He already did take a hometown discount. So he's going to do it again. Yes. Mark? Okay. Yes. Great. Then I mean, I, he's not worth more than a hometown discount at this point, which is fair. Um, just cause you know, uh, you know what, Steve? Fuck you. I just said I wasn't going to listen to anything you had to say about the man. He is a goddamn bona fide star on the White Sox, lifetime White Sox. You got to love the man. You Look, and I say you got to love the man. However, comma, there's a lot of people who don't care about Jose Abreu and are singing the praises of Andrew Vaughn, which is wild to me. Absolutely wild. So what, what I wanted to kind of like go to here, though, um, now that I've kind of said my piece on that, uh, I think, I think the game is coming soon and I kind of want to get your final thoughts, um, on, on where we're at, but really quick, again, what I wanted to get to now that I've said my piece and before our final thoughts, 
go out there, go out there, get your votes in people. Um, it's the primary election happening in, in Illinois right now. That's an you know unbiased, unpartisan thing to do. Just get out and get your vote. Steve, I see your Jose Abreu jersey, and I raise you every fucking tweet that you've sent out in the last three years, okay? <laughs> every fucking tweet is slander toward Jose Abreu. Uh, Andrew Vaughn's going to start 75 games at first base this year. Yeah, you should have. You, you. should have. I'm tired of watching him in right field. Seriously, yeah, and you can be tired of watching him in right field and still not say that he's ready get, to take Jose Abreu's mantle. No, get a and not, get Abreu off a, first base. He has like two. He has two good games and defensively, like every forty. So I'm I'm sick of you. I'm sick of you. I'm never gonna listen to you again about Jose Abreu. I swear to God. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Games coming up. Games coming up. Final thoughts are that the White Sox need to win in Detroit back to back, as Drake would say. All right. So also. Spags wants to get me riled up before we leave that Mankata still sucks. Mankata sucks right now. I am not going to lie to you. He does suck. I am not going to deny it. He mm. needs to pull his head out of his ass. Um, I think 2020 and the COVID year has really played an effect um, as a former college athlete. Um, and this is D3. This isn't even D1. This isn't professional. This isn't scholarship based athletics. Okay. As a former college athlete and someone that took running very seriously, when you injure yourself bad, badly, I ran on a stress fracture my freshman year in track in college, and my coach made me run on it, only run on it during meet days and <laughs> bike six days out of the week, right? When you have to run on an injury and that injury is bothering you, you are not able to run at 100%. It's a mental block, and it yeah. fucks you up bad. And Mankata played through 2020 because the team needed him. He felt that need. He was going to hang on for all dear life. It affected him into last year where he was okay, but he was still a good player. I mean, he's a four-war player, four-plus war player. Um, and this year, I, I think he's still got that mental block. So I hope he figures it out for the sake of this team because he's a former number one prospect in baseball for the sake of him, for the sake of this team. I hope he figures it out and I hope he gets past that. I hope whatever he needs to do to get past that, whether it's stop going to parties in Northwest Indiana, uh, whether it's uh, not going to tow at three in the morning, uh, whether it's, you know, hitting the cages more and just getting his mind frame right. I hope he figures it out. Um, however, I think the point of it is that the guy that I stand, Jose Abreu, doing great. The guy that you stand, hmm, you know. Hey, if so, it means anything, I think I have more Tim. I have two Tim Anderson jerseys and one Moncada jersey. Um, so yeah. I, my guy's just you know scoring left and right. So oh my god, oh all my right, god. that's oh, where we should wrap wow. this thing up. I think that'll do it for us, honestly. So I I want to say this is what I always I always present the question to you, Steve. And the question is the age-old question that this podcast is literally built on. In Han, we trust. Save his job. This team must. Have a good <laughs> one, everybody. We'll see y'all next week. And enjoy this White Sox winner that's about to come. Because Dylan, Dylan, Dylan. Dylan. White Sox winner. See y'all later. <laughs>